Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, May 25th, 2018. And we are reading from the big book today. We are on page 63, starting with paragraph two, reading through two paragraphs. And it begins with, we were now at step three and ends with, was felt at once. Our focus will be on those two paragraphs today. Today, our readers are the 12 Steps, Kathy G., the 12 Traditions, Matt M., reading the text today in support is Jordan L., Wendy M., and Sherry K.B. The reference numbers, your share ID numbers for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, which would have been Thursday, May 24th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 11457, 11,457. And then for today's 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, Friday, May 25th, 11,460. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. As a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Kathy G to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Melanie, and good morning, everyone. This is Kathy G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Illinois. Glad to be with you today. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks so much. I pass. Thank you, Kathy G. I will now ask Matt M. to please read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. The 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there has been one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has a one primary purpose, to carry its message to the over eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may, may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such will never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name will never drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of the press, radio, and film. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to have placed principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 again to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 63, paragraph 2, reading through two paragraphs today, which begins as we were now at step 3 and ends with was felt at once. And I will ask Jordan L. to open up this study by reading those two paragraphs and commenting. Good morning, Jordan. Can you hear me, Mel? I can, yeah. A little bit louder would be helpful, though. Oh, would it? (laughs) Your voice, maybe. Mm -hmm. There we go. Oh, I like it. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Um, My name is Jordan L. I'm a compulsive overeater um, here in Colorado. Um, Actually, down in Denver this morning. Um, Not in the mountains, but that's okay. They're close by. Um, (laughs) So we were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee. Go with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. 
take away my difficulties, but victory over them made their witness to those I would help, thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking a step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. We found it desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional, so long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This is only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect, sometimes a very great one, was felt at once. Um, <laughs> so cool. So that, that would be the third step prayer, right? And then that paragraph afterwards um, is heard, referred to as like the third step warning, so to speak. Um, you know, each step has its like promises and its warnings. Um, <clears throat> so the third step, uh, I don't know, like the the first time around doing the third step, I did it in another 12-step program a long time ago, and um, I was just kind of told, I was told that you, I mean, obviously the action part of the third step is saying this prayer, and you just kind of say the prayer, and um, doing the actual third step is going through with the rest of the work, um, going through with the rest of the steps, 4 through 12, um, which isn't isn't not true, um, but I do believe that there is, or at least for me this time around, um, there was a little bit more to it <laughs> for me. And I think that the the directions that were given here do say that there's a little bit more to it. You know, we thought well before taking a step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Um, that's not really like, you know, say a prayer and go through the rest of the work and like, it doesn't really matter if you mean the prayer or not, or if you know what it's talking about or <laughs> anything like that. Like to me, we thought, well, um, that's pretty, pretty clearly saying like we knew what we were doing here, you know? Um, and I spent this time around. I spent I spent a couple of months actually in two and three because I was like I was working with a sponsor who was going really slow and um, uh, and and really had some time um, to talk to a lot of different people about their higher power and their experience with their higher power and um, to really to really think about this step um, and to not only that to be like like living living in self will so blatantly um that it got so painful that I I was truly ready to abandon myself utterly to my creator. Um I just I didn't want the load anymore, man. I just did not want it. Um <clears throat> and so I guess that's kinda that's kinda the way that I saw my own third step. Um and just real quick that second paragraph about uh, taking it or meeting God alone or any of that stuff, you know, like I, I took it with my sponsor and it was really cool. Um, it was like super early in the morning. It was like 5 a.m. and I'm not much of a morning person, but it was very spiritual. <laughs> um, 
but really I've taken I've taken a couple of third steps with other people since um, like we did one on the beach uh, like a group one on the beach uh, when we were in Los Angeles for the OA birthday and I've done another one after a face-to-face meeting that I, I go to on Thursday nights um, with a group of us and it's it's really powerful stuff um, getting to to do that surrounded by people who understand um, what it is that you're you're uh, undertaking or you're letting go of <laughs> more like it right <laughs> um, so anyway I'm glad to be on the line this morning um, and glad that you guys showed up too I'll pass Thank you, Jordan, now for getting us started. We are on page 63. That's where we begin today our study, paragraph two. We are now at step three, and we're going to read and study and unpack two paragraphs today. Who would like to comment on those two paragraphs? Gina Hi. R. Gabby no, G. Sorry. Did I hear Gabby after Gina? Oh, P-A-T-T-Y. D. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Wendy M. Wendy. Elaine. Elaine. Paula D. Paula D. I think Kathy that looks G. good. Okay, Kathy. Kathy G. Okay, good. Let's let's start with that. I have Gina, Patty, Wendy, Elaine, Paula, and Kathy. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, Mel. Uh, this is Gina R. Gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, living in Green Valley, Arizona, and I am a compulsive eater. We are now at step three. When I took this step, um, now I guess just a little under two years ago, my uh, the date when I yoked arms with all y'all was May 17th, um, two years ago. Um, I did read this with uh, my guide, and she said, "I'm going to suggest something which is totally optional for you, but I'd like for you to consider it." And she told me about taking this step with some like-minded fellows. At that time, I didn't have a face-to-face OA meeting, but I was heading to a conference, um, the Fellowship of the Spirit Conference in Colorado. And um, I got there right when um, they were focusing on step two. And the person who was at the open mic um, was speaking to it, and he let out that um, he was um, a compulsive eater. And this was not an OA conference. This was a, a an AA and an Al-Anon conference. And I just felt like this was totally a sign from God. And I can tell you, I was on him like a bee on a honeycomb and um, basically told him my story and asked if he would be a witness to my third step prayer. And he said, yes, but I've got, you know, some another fellow here. Anyway, there were about a half a dozen people that ended up being able to witness me doing that and me, you know, getting on my knees um, around people who were strangers, but they were family. They knew exactly what I was doing. Um, And it was a very holy and humbling experience. Uh, My guide also wanted to make sure that I understood that there's something missing um, in this paragraph. If you read closely on this prayer, there's no amen. And while there's, I don't know if there's any actual writing by Bill W. or any of the old-timers as to why this is. There's some speculation that, that, that this is, as it talks about, it, but a beginning. And um, 
So I now refer to this as the sandwich prayer. This starts it, and then the seven-step prayer will end it where the amen is. Um, The other thing I would talk about is um, it talks about uh, taking away my difficulties. I used to think that meant taking away my problems. That isn't what it means. My problems will be there. What this is going to do, it's going to take away the difficulties I have as they operate in and through my character defects to life, which sometimes has problems. But it's not just problems. I can also um, have difficulty with wonderful things. That has been my experience. I am so excited um, to be reading this today. It's my belly button birthday. And in the sentence before, it says, we were reborn. I have been reborn. And I am so, so grateful for all of you. And I look forward to continuing to do this strenuous work and bring this message of hope to those who are still sick and suffering. With that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Patty D., like David, is that what it is? Star one, please. It's your turn. And then Wendy will come after you. Star one, Patty D. We can't hear you just yet. Wendy, in the interest of time, would you go ahead and queue up for your share, and then we'll call on Patty again. Hi, can you hear me now? Sure, I can now. Hang on just a second, Wendy. Hi, Patty. You know what I did? I muted to hear the first speaker. Okay. Yeah, we've all done that one for sure. Hi. My name is Patty D, and this is a thrill and an honor to speak on vision. I really never had before, but this prayer is my baby. Forty years ago, I came to my first OA meeting, got a sponsor who was in Um, getting off sugar and flour, just anxious. And she said, Patty, one night on the way to a meeting, Patty, read the prayer on page 63. So give me something to do, right? So it took me two weeks, and I learned it. And I said to her one night to a meeting, Betty, listen. She cried when I repeated the prayer to her. But at that point, I was not at step three, but that prayer became a mantra. So when I did find it desirable to take this spiritual step, I took it with Betty. And it was unbelievable and an effect over time became a great one, a great you know, it was the beginning. And everything in, in this program is but the beginning. And I've tried to honestly and humbly work this work because it, it, it is true. And the fact sometimes a great one was felt at once. Before I get out of bed this morning, I said the third step prayer. And then I have another great morning prayer that I say. Because I always wake up anxious, little fearful, little anxiety. It's been going on forever. 
So I think that's God's way of saying, come on, Patty, get in touch with me before you even put your feet in the floor. But this is grace. But it is better to meet God alone. I think in these fellowships we belong with, we don't have to do that. We can always find somebody that would, you know, do it with us. But uh, thanks a lot. That was a thrill. Bye-bye. Thank you, Patty D. Wendy M., you're next, and then Elaine will come after you. Uh, yes, good morning. It's Wendy M., very happily recovered in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Thank you, Mel, for your service and everybody on the line. Such a privilege to be here, such a privilege to be a part of Vision. I can't even begin to tell you. So when I read this, the first thing I do is um, is I get on my knees in the morning, and this is the first prayer. Um, you know, and uh, it's it's an exciting one because it, it asked me to turn my will and my life over, right, to turn my thinking over and to turn my behavior, my actions over to the care of God. Um, and I spent an entire life. Uh, never turning anything over. Why would I do that? See, because self-worked, selfishness worked, self-centeredness, self-seeking, it all worked until it finally didn't work. Thank God it stopped working, right? It, it had to get miserable enough, you know, and it's all self, right? And they say that this book is the death of self. Um, and, you know, I had to be beaten into a state of reasonableness, you know, and why do I do this? Why do I practice this? this turning it over every day, um, because it works. It's that simple. There's nothing intellectual about this. Um, there's no conversation to be had. It either works or it doesn't. There's heaps of evidence, as it says in the big book, shows me that it works. It also feels fabulous when I do it. When I'm in self, it feels awful, right? Because self and fear are, for me, the same thing. They go together, right? And it says here, that I'm in the bondage of self. Bondage means state of being a slave, right? So I was chained to myself. I couldn't get free because I was in self-absorption. I was suffocating myself, right? And um, I was a slave absolutely to myself and all of my addictions. And I was stuck and blocked and, and sick and had a very small life. So it wasn't working, and it finally didn't work enough that I was willing to turn it over. But it's a daily reprieve, right? This doesn't, we don't turn it over once. And the way that I turn it over is I put things in my God box. I do writing every morning, um, my prayers. Um, and, and the one that I, I, I really noticed today when I was thinking about this is when I tell you the truth, when I pick up the phone and tell you the truth, tell you my secret, tell me, telling you what I do not want you to know, that absolutely is turning it over to God absolutely a, a surrender when I tell the truth. Um, you know, and then the other piece I love is victory over my difficulties. I can be useful, right? They can be useful so that when my sponsees go out and they eat, um, they relapse, we can take that food and say, what is that food teaching us? What can we learn from that bite or that sip or whatever it was? That victory over our you know, difficulties can help others. That's brilliant, right? And then what does this step give me? It gives me relief, right? I, have, I can stop running it. Um, I don't have to know today. I don't have to figure it out. When I'm figuring something out, I'm in self, and I'm in self because I'm in fear, and then I'm in bondage again. I'm a slave to myself and what self wants, and it can run crazy. 
So this is a radical step, but it is a very useful and practical step, too. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wendy. Elaine B., you're next, and then we'll hear from Paula D. Good morning, Thank Elaine. You, <laughs> Good morning. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for your service. And uh, I just want to make sure we're commenting on the first and second paragraph, correct? Yes. On page mm-hmm. 63. On 63. On page Thank 63. you so much. For those yeah. who are listening. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I just want to point out that uh, when we sincerely took a, such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. So they may not, remarkable things may not happen when we say this prayer. We're just taking step three, and uh, spiritual awakening sufficient to bring about recovery is not guaranteed until we get to step 12. But we are on the journey. We are on the journey, and it is so exciting. I think in step two, we agnostics, we emphatically tell somebody if they can, if they can come to this point, they have made a beginning. And, um, you know, I just want to emphatically say that to anybody who is considering taking the step, who has just taken the step who is journeying through steps four five six seven eight and nine and um wow what a journey we had a new employer being all powerful he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well i have quoted that line thousands and thousands and thousands of times when i face my insufficiency my insufficiency at work in relationship uh you know going on an event and i don't really know how to handle my food i have a new employer and it's an all-powerful employer that will give me everything that i need if i stay close to god and do the to the best of my ability god's work so many promises in this you know we became uh, less and less interested in ourselves and my little plans and designs. And I, I became more interested in seeing what I could contribute to life. How can I be helpful to others? What can I do for others? It's not all about me anymore. And I have new power that flows into me to do that. Beginning the first time I took this step and every day I continue to work this program and the foundation is I too on my knees everything first thing in the morning last thing at night I'm on my knees saying this prayer and and the seven step prayer once I got to that part too it says we have new power flowing and we enjoy peace of mind that's all I really ever wanted you know that's what the suite was all about ah ease and comfort used to get my ease and comfort from food now i get it from god i became conscious of his presence you know what i can lean into god whenever i have discomfort i have access to a power greater than myself that started with the food and it's the greatest bait and switch deal i i'm so grateful i found it because god wants to help me not just with my food but with all my problems so give me everything that i need This new employer is all-powerful. This new um, power greater than myself. I want to utterly abandon myself to him day after day. And with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Elaine B. Paula D., you're next. And then Kathy will come after you. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service today. This would be Paula D., recovered by and with the grace of God. Wow, what a place to come in. And it starts with we were reborn. Well, let's go move on from there because that's what it is. Now we're born into a different life. And it says step three. But I will tell you, as I read this, 
God, I offer myself to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. I didn't know the way. And I'm going to tell you, I just had uh, something done. Now, you'll understand. Listen to vision for you here. What happened? There was 100% blockage in my heart. Not 90%, not 80%, not 70 100% in the back of the heart. Man could do nothing. Man could do nothing. What the heart did and what the creator did, he built veins all under the heart to make a way where there was no way. As I listen here and I see, relieve me the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. What a lesson. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may be a witness that I would help of thy power. Hear it, thy love and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. What opens up here is a new life. It's a new life. We were reborn. You know, I did this with my sponsor. <laughs> Strange how the years go by, isn't it? And I continue to learn and I continue to listen. And when we did it, she was in New Jersey and I was in Massachusetts at that time. And she says, I want you to take off your shoes because here we're going to meet God and we're on holy ground. You there, me here, God with both. Something opened up. Something opened up. And it says, spiritual. Something more spiritual that I couldn't even tap into yet. But I knew something was happening. Make a way where there was no way. And as we read this and we come to that part, reservation. Reservation means many things, but here I'm going to tell you. It also means a doubt, skepticism, hesitation, qualms. It means those things, too, without any of those. Without reservation. This was only a beginning. Remember, we were reborn. Reborn into a new life. Though, if honestly and humbly made, and notice those words, honestly, I fooled myself more than I fooled anybody else. Humbly, I have learned humility through this program, and it is a gift. Your vision changes. Your vision improves. They said Chuck C. writes a new pair of glasses, and I'm coming to the end of my time. I cannot say thank you enough for the life that I have been given, and each day I appreciate it more. Thank you again for giving me this time, and with that I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. Kathy G. is going to share next, and then the lines will be open for additional people to comment. We are on page 63. Paragraph 2 and 3, reading through both of those and sharing on both of those. It starts as we were now at step 3. Kathy G., would you like to share now? And then we'll open sure. it up again. All right. Thank you, Melanie. And good morning, everyone. It's Kathy G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Illinois. And I am just so glad to be reminded of this step this morning uh, it's just been a very interesting season in my life. You know, um, it's, it's funny how sometimes we just go through a series of events and I feel like um, I'm just kind of in an odd season where there's a lot of sickness and a lot of suffering and struggle and the people around me, friends. Um, I was in the hospital yesterday, a friend, my, one of my best friends, her husband just had a sudden 
and severe, um, you know, cardiac arrest. And I was praying for him, you know, he's on life support yesterday in the hospital. And so it's been hard. It's been really challenging. Um, but I can be abstinent in that because of my relationship with God. And I was thinking as we were reading this morning, without God through this, um, there's just no way. I mean, I, I would just be, I mean, that's just one. There's literally been many of these. Um, and sometimes I just feel like we're tested um, through these trials. But as as I press in, like closer and closer, even this morning, I'm like, yes, God, on my knees. I abandon myself completely to you today because clearly I am not in charge. I'm not in charge of life, of death, of of, of really when my heart starts, when it stops, none of us are. And it's just so freeing to let go and to let him in more and more. Um, the one line that Jordan read that really jumped out at me um, as she read it was, she just said, an, an effect. And said so this was only a beginning, though, if honestly and humbly made an effect. Sometimes a very great one was felt at once. And I thought, isn't that interesting? We used to go for the effect that the food produced and now I have to seek the effect that my relationship with God will produce. So I'm just seeking the effect of his peace and his love and his healing and just intimate connection today. So thanks for listening. Uh, glad you're all here. I pass. Thank you very much, Kathy G. Okay, the lines are open now for folks to comment. 63, paragraph Two and three. Libby. Kathleen O. Okay, Libby, that's who it was. Okay, Libby's before Kathleen. And then I heard Miriam Rifka. Did you hear Sylvia? Oh, there you are, Sylvia. I thought something. Thank you for saying it again. And I can take one more probably. Reggie O. Hi, Reggie. Okay, I think we got it. Looking at the time. Okay, Liz D, Libby E, Kathleen O, Miriam Rifka, Sylvia F, maybe out of line there, my apologies, and then Reggie O. Good morning, Liz D. Hi, this is Liz D in Arizona. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I always remember when I had my first spiritual awakening and upon step three and just the psychic change. Um, and it took doing the program and relapsing and everything, all of the above. And if anybody is listening and they're going through the steps for the very first time, you know, I, I clearly remember when I admitted I was powerless, my life was unmanageable, and all of a sudden I thought, no, everybody else isn't just insane. My, my thinking is insane, the second step. And, and I remember the first time I went through this and... Um, 4 through 12, once I, you know, turned my will and my life over to the care of a God of my understanding. And the part I missed was a God of my understanding. And I was really hung up on the past and my religious upbringing. And I, I never had a negative connotation toward God, but I found um, my partnership with my higher power, who I choose to call God, in 12-step programs. So it was very confusing to me. And... Um, so fast forwarding to putting down the food, um, which is just this February again, um, I've, I've been in a relationship with my higher power in another 12-step program, but putting down the food this February, 
you know, the gift of desperation, which I constantly repeat, has served me well and, you know, made me, the practice of this program, um, vision and the tools of OA, I I became very aware of, um, you know, all the past work I've done in 12 Steps and putting down the food, very aware of reconnecting with my higher power. I've had a higher power working in my life the last several years, having gone through the steps and doing these programs many times. Although the surrender to food, it was just such a beautiful thing for me. I remember the first time I was in the kitchen and I had a different pair of glasses on, you know, with, you know, my disease that had been, you know, pulling me down and taking my life all around me. And uh, I, I vividly remember that several months ago. And uh, for that, I'm just so eternally grateful. So um, it comes and it, it, you know, I always repeat this, you know, it, this is a program for people that um, need it and want it, but it's a program for people that do it. You know, and I've, I've heard people share, you know, we can get off the elevator now. That never worked for me. You know, my character defects did not, you know, want me to get off the elevator now. And another thing, until I was at a very deep, dark bottom, but no matter how far down on the scale we've gone, you know, we can share our story and help others recover. So with that being said, the God of my understanding today is my higher power that I have a partnership with, that I found in these 12-step programs, listening to vision, you know, and being willing from the gift of desperation to do this work. And, And I'm so grateful to be on the line today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Liz D. Libby E., you're next, and then Kathleen O. will follow you. Good morning, Libby. Thanks, Melanie. Hi, I'm Libby E., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New York. I just want to claim my seat. So grateful to God for these 12 steps. You know, taking this third step, I was so amazed what I actually felt when I took step three with my sponsor. Um, but I had to be ready. It says it in this paragraph. You know, I first And step one, had to wholeheartedly admit that I'm powerless over food and life and that my life is unmanageable when it is run by me and that everything I ever tried in and out of these rooms, everything I ever tried didn't work. I was sure about that. Instead, you know, my disease progressed. And, you know, when I was in enough pain and I got to see how I was destroying my life, you know, when I thought I could control it. So, you know, I saw that I needed help. And at step two, I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, that no human power could help me. Only God is powerful enough. So I needed to surrender and trust that God is the only source of power I can turn to for help. And at step three... You know, not just saying that I'm making a decision to turn my will and life over to God, but actually getting the feeling that this is a total different way to live. You know, it's coming from uh, living in bondage of self and acting selfish and self-centered and being a people pleaser all the time and not being able to be useful to anyone or anything to this new way you know, of wanting to only do God's will and only please God, turning to God for help with every single thing in my life. That was such a tremendous freedom for me and something totally new. And, you know, when I say this third step prayer, I I end it and I say, you are a loving father who cares deeply about everything. 
I'm not on my own and all alone. When I do your will, I live a life my creator had in mind for me, and I'm able to be useful. May I do your will always. Pretty powerful prayer. So um, thanks for the opportunity to share, and I pass. Thank you very much to Libby E. and Kathleen O. You're next, and Miriam Riska will come after you. Good morning. Thank you. This is Kathleen O. Recovered Compulsive Reader in Northern California. And thanks, everyone, for all your really awesome shares. So when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. And, you know, this really is, I had to stop playing God, um, not, and I had to not take this half-heartedly. I had to let go of my ego and my self-will and... And, uh, you know, the, step one, we admit we're powerless. Step two, we came to believe a power greater than ourselves. We're not that power. And step three is the first time we hear the word God. And I think at this point, we're kind of ready to hear the word God. But the good news about God is it's our, it's, our God is our concept of God. So we all have different concepts of God. And, and it makes this so that it's not so terrifying to hear this word God for those of us who had a problem with it, like me. Um, so, you know, as I got away from my addiction, the word God wasn't so terrifying. And, you know, I, 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 uh, my way wasn't working. And following these steps and these principles with the strength of God, I'm able to do these steps and principles. And, I, I don't know about you, but I've never gone to bed with a perfectly entire abstinence, day of abstinence. I've never finished that day off and regretted that I had entire abstinence. And it's the same thing. I think of this step as entire abstinence from food, but entire abstinence from self. You know, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. When I follow this prayer, I never go to bed thinking, oh, I wish I had been more selfish. I wish I had you know, been more in self-will and fear. I never regret it when I follow this perfectly or as perfectly as I can. It's never perfect, but um, it's, it's when I can go to bed and know that I did my best and I did turn my will over, it's really incredible. So, you know, we don't have to worry about losing what we have. For me, if I stay out of fear and I stay out of self-will, I'm always going to get what I need as long as I turn everything over to my higher power and stop running on self-will. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. And I Thank you, Kathleen O. Miriam Rifka H., you're next, and then Sylvia F. will follow. Good morning, Miriam Rifka. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for your service. And thank you so much for this opportunity to share. I just wanted to um, share something that was revealed to me. I, I heard it over in, um, from an AA speaker where it talks about we had a new employer. And what is the job of an employer if we think about it, right? He or she needs to provide a safe work environment, needs to pay the employees on time, needs to make sure everyone has the right amount of work to do, needs to make sure everyone's doing the job they need to do, that things run smoothly, needs to provide safety for the employees. 
there's any number of things that an employer is responsible for. And if we have a new employer, that means I'm the employee. And what's, what's the job of an employee? I have to show up on time. I need to do the job I'm asked to do. I need to maybe put on a positive attitude and be a good team player. And not too much else. But what I do in my life is I show up and I think that I am in charge and that's why I'm terrified. You know, I had this morning, I made the very grave mistake of agreeing to speak to a sponsee, like literally first thing in the morning before I did any of my spiritual practices. And it was lovely to work with my sponsee, but I saw as the rest of my morning were on and I was waiting for a later time to do my spiritual connection that I usually do first thing. I was very out of sorts because I didn't have a chance to remind myself that I am not in charge. And I started slipping back into that role. And this was a very big deal for me, learning in step three. This was my entire life of, you know, self-propulsion, self-will, making sure to manage well so that everything will be okay. And I, I wake up every morning an addict again, and I need to get back into that, that that my higher power is the one that's in control, not me. And when I'm able to lean into him, I'm much happier and everyone around me is that much happier. I'm very grateful for that reminder this morning, and I'll listen to the rest of the shares. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Miriam Rifka. And it looks like time will allow for um, two more shares. If you all want to share that five-minute slot, would be about two and a half minutes each. Sylvia, F, you're first, and then that would leave perhaps time for Reggie. Thank you, Melanie, and so nice to be with everybody on the line this morning. This is Sylvia F. recovered in San Francisco Bay. And um, when, I, when I came in and I did the steps, my sponsor simply told me, this is a good prayer to memorize. And I had never memorized prayers before. I didn't know anything about it, and I didn't know why, but I was, I was willing. I just took the direction, and I immediately, you know, worked on memorizing this and how I used it. I think someone's unmuted. If you want to mute, that would be lovely. Um, but what I love is when I use this, and I, I still say this every morning and more than every morning, but when I got to the line, relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. That's one that I would stop, just like when I used the serenity prayer, I would stop and say, okay, what is the bondage of self? And I would literally, and I still do, what is it that I want to change, control, fix what's on my mind? And then I just stop in the prayer and I go ahead and give that up to God because it's just not going to help me. And I also, I used this prayer for a long time where it says, take away my difficulties that victory over them may, may be a witness to those I would help of thy power that they love in the way of life. And that was the prayer to be of service to other people. And so as I was being of service, I, I felt that, um, that, my, that my body didn't look like a recovered body. And, you know, that's part of our recovery is a normal-sized body. And that's where I went to God on that is that I could not be in charge um, I did not want to, I, I wanted to carry the message completely into my spiritual work and my physical. And when I kept on giving that up to God, 
then, you know, that was an outcome too, uh, you know, a, a normal sized body. This prayer really has worked for me always. And with that, I will pass the gift time to Reggio. Thank you very much, Sylvia. Very kind of you. Reggie, oh, you'll be the one that finishes us out today with your two and a half minutes. Good morning. Good morning, Melanie, and thanks so much for your service this morning. And I'm just so grateful for everybody that's on the line and that shared this morning. And uh, I'm ever amazed at how every time I hear you share or I read this, that there's always something new that I didn't see before or some different understanding. But I, you know, I... uh, couple of things. One is I keep circling things in here and what I've circled again adding to it this morning was uh, when we sincerely took such a position uh, voicing it without reservation uh, I've honestly and humbly made and the one sentence that I know was never there before about six or eight months ago is we thought well before taking this step making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to God and uh that boy, that really you know speaks to me. And I looked at the prayer this time when I went when I went through this. Again, and uh, my sponsor um, had me create my own version of the third step prayer and my words the way I understand it. And this morning, as I was listening to, I had the opportunity to listen to some shares on the uh, the uh, four o'clock me- or for me the four o'clock meeting, um, and. What I was reminded of is that, you know, this prayer does say that, uh, bear witness to those I would, uh, let's see, no, may, uh, thy power, may I do thy will always. And that always word <clears throat> really stood out for me. You know, it, it, it almost, you know, I can read that as if, okay, I've done this prayer and it will always be in effect. But the truth is, I can only do this prayer, I can only do this every day. I, I can only do it one day at a time. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, it's one, one hour, one moment at a time, but I can do this one day at a time. And I, I learned in a program, a professional program I was in some time ago, I heard that, you know, it's like 100% is always easier than 99%, you know. So I abandon myself utterly. It's, it's, it, it, it be, you know, it behooves me to give myself over completely because it's a lot easier than holding back some little pieces. That struck me. And then the other part is decision. You know, I made a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of God. And decision means it's always followed by action. The action is the evidence of my decision. So thank you for this time. And that's it. (laughs) Thank you very much, Reggie. And that will be the end of our shares on on those two paragraphs today as we go into closing this part of the meeting, please stay with us. We're just closing out the recorded portion and we have a bit more to go. So we'd love for you to stay with us and join us for all those things as well. But in the meantime, would Wendy M. please read page 164, as book is meant to be suggestive only out of the big book. Yes, happily, it's Wendy M., Recovered Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.